Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 360 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always... What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C, a.k.a. The Crock-Pot. What are we talking about today? I know one thing we're probably talking about today is a 9-3 Browns, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on it. Uh, so we're going to talk week 13. We'll talk a little bit week 14. We got our Q3 wrap-up. We're going to do our top three. We're going to do uh, an update on the, the inaugural water cooler challenge i have a feeling we're a little bit closer than we were last time and then we will wrap up with a little bit on college football not too much there's there's a big game possibly happening this week i want to talk a little bit about that and just some other things so before we get into that the nfl and college football are in full swing you might not be at the games this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online Last week, not bad. Two and one. The Michigan-Maryland game didn't happen. And I lost on the Arizona game. But you hit on the over in the Browns-Tennessee game. I hit on that Patriots game. I was all over that. That was a pick em, uh last Monday. They won, what, 45 nothing yesterday. So two and one week. We're, we're up to 14-16-2 for the season. Not bad. We're getting back up there. Who you got this week? Who you like? This week, looking uh, some juicy lines, it looks like. Why don't you give me who you like first? I want to hear what you say. I got a couple. All right. I got a couple. So my favorite of the week is the Cowboys minus three and a half at the Bengals. That's the Andy Dalton revenge game. I think that Cowboys win that game easily. The Bengals are kind of in disarray right now. They're keeping games kind of close. But I like the Cowboys minus three and a half just because Andy Dalton has a little bit of added motivation in that one. My bonus pick of the week, anytime you see a Big 12 game that's got an over-under 60, uh, you got to take it. Oklahoma at West Virginia's 57. I'm taking the over in that. And then if it happens, bonus pick number two, Ohio State, take the fucking points. They're minus 28 at home against Michigan. They're going to try to put up. 60 points they probably will that game's probably gonna end up being about 56 to 13 so take ohio state minus 28 if it happens who you like man this is this is a tough slate here first glance at it i think one that jumped out at me right away was arizona minus two and a half at uh, new york giants i feel like that might be a little bit of a trap so i'm staying away from that one for now i'm gonna like how the line moves this week but uh for now i'm not getting here's my play for right now i'm telling i'm gonna take i'm gonna take seattle seahawks minus 13 and a half I think uh, they get the New York Jets coming to town. I know the Jets just had a, a heartbreaker, and they lost on the last play, which Heart, probably heartbreaker. would have been their first win. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure their fans are thrilled because they keep that number one pick, but um, that, then they have to go across the country. Seattle, 
uh, just lost in New York to the Giants. So just a little bit of a get-right game for him, I think. And uh, I think you'll see him open it up a little bit and just, just take it to him. So give me, give me Seattle minus 13 and a half. I know it's a lot of points, but, but fuck it. So the clown calling defensive plays for the Jets ran a play in that scenario that nobody has run in NFL history. Cover zero, all-out blitz, you know, with over 40 yards to go last play of the game. Nobody's ever called a play like that in NFL history. Same guy that told Miles Garrett just to use two rush moves. So um, And plays a safety 90 yards off the ball. Yeah, he, he he's going to be coaching somewhere else next year. Oh, yeah, sure. I was going to say, also, it's the guy that used to call the plays for the Jets defense. Yeah. So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Week 13 recap. As always, at the time of recording, the Monday night games have not been played. Pittsburgh's playing right now. Actually, the game's pretty close, right? It's 14 to 10, halftime. What it was, uh, it's end of the third now, 14 10, Pittsburgh's ball, but it's fourth and four. Still 14 10, and then Buffalo's playing San Francisco tonight? Yes. So those Arizona. In Arizona, that's right. So those games have not been played yet, so take that into consideration. Who's your best win of the week? I think this is a slam dunk, man. You mentioned it in the open there. It's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know the scoreboard said they won by six, but this was not close. This game was never close. It was never in doubt. It, uh, never. Never. You, know, you see some Browns Twitter people that just and just insist on being miserable. Those people are you know, fucking miserable, bro. The, the two craziest things in the game resulted in 14 points for the Titans. You know, we have the A.J. Brown strip, which happens to bounce right to Michael Pruitt's yes. yard behind him and just falls into the end zone. And then uh, the Baker fumble on the fourth down as he's trying to just ice the game there, and they run it back to inside the 20. So, you know, that's 14 points right there. But um, <clears throat> so I, 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 these teams were not close. The Browns were better prepared. They were – they looked hungrier. They did, and they were just completely – he. Kevin Stefanski completely outclassed and outcoached Mike Vrabel for just every single af- uh, uh, aspect of the game. It was just a complete and total domination by the Browns. Special teams, too. I, You know, I th- early on in the year, I, I felt like our special teams with Prefer was a little iffy, to say the least, at times. But the last couple weeks, man... They just seem – Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to have figured out whatever. That crazy shit that he does back there is working now, you know. So got to give got to give some love to the special teams too. Absolutely. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one of, one of our favorite players over there, uh, DPJ, had, had the big drop early, but he redeemed himself with the long touchdown pass. I kind of like him as a return man. Um, I think that that sets up well for his game, and I think it's just good to get him the ball just a little bit uh, – just some on-field experience with the ball in his hands. And, you know, we saw the route that he ran on the touchdown. It was just absurdly ridiculous. Um, I mean, he was wide open on that. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Baker and offer a, uh, a mea culpa of sorts. Um, as you know, the faith wavered a little bit this early in this season. For, for one of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll give you credit where it's due. You, you definitely were, uh, and I would say, probably stronger than most people still believed. And it was... I mean, those first those first six weeks were not pretty. 
if anyone that follows me on Twitter, they've probably already seen these tweets, but I was tweeting about, uh, tweeting about it a little bit today. So through those first six weeks, Baker ranked 26 in the stat that I always like to go to, the EPA and CPOE composite rankings, just wasn't very pretty. He, uh, he was missing guys. He didn't look comfortable in the offense. It, he, looked like, he looked like 2019 Baker Mayfield. Happy feet, moving out of the pocket, just and a little bit unsure of the offense, which I, I think some of that's to be expected. You know, the inaccuracy stuff was, was troubling, but then, uh, you know, I think he really found something in that Cincinnati game and had probably the best game of his career up to that point. You know, he went, he was 22 of 28, had 300 yards, five touchdowns. He did throw a pick in that game, but, you know, he, he had an estimated QBR of 95.3. So he, he really found something, I think, that was, that made him comfortable in the offense. And, and granted, playing the Bengals helps. He's, he's toasted the Bengals every game in his career. But then you leave that game, and that's when the weather hits. We had three straight games with the crazy weather. And it wasn't just Baker. I mean, I'm, like, I'm not going to crush Baker in games where, you know, Deshaun Watson was having trouble completing passes down the field. And, you know, they couldn't do anything. And Stefanski even said something about it pregame before this week. He said that their plan was to be a little bit more aggressive and throw the ball down the field. But with the, the rain and these 40 and 50 mile per hour gusts that they were playing, and you just you couldn't do it. And then the last two weeks, he's playing like the, like the best quarterback in the league. And, and granted, these are really brutal, brutal pass defenses. But, you know, what, what do, you want, do you want him to be bad? I mean, no, you want him to, be the, you want him to look like a, a killer when, uh, when he gets a chance to, to do that. And even over the last seven weeks since that Bengals game, um, he is number four in that EPA per play metric. So he's, you know, he's, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that was uh, for the offense. He was number three in the EPA CPOE behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and just ahead of Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. So, and that's since week seven. So he's playing really well. Um, the misses are what's frustrating. I mean, he didn't have, he didn't have any yesterday, but uh, the week before he had a handful of them that are just kind of head scratching at this point because like, you know, he's, he's so good when he's on, he's, he's so on, he's hitting guys in stride. You know, he had, like I said, DPJ in stride for a touchdown yesterday. It was dropped, but, just everything was working yesterday for, for Baker. And, uh, you know, if you get that guy, if you can get him, you know, it, it's good to see it now against a team that's not the Bengals. Um, you know, that had been his thing. It's like, oh, it's, it's the Bengals, so he's going he's gonna to look good. But, you know, still, they didn't get a ton of pressure on him, and that's obviously when he's the most comfortable. But, uh, you know, he is – he just looked comfortable and in command of, uh, of the entire offense. And that was the second time this year that he threw four touchdowns and a half, and no one else has even done it once this year, not one other quarterback. So – you know, if you get that guy going forward, that looks like the guy that uh, I think that, you know, the guy that I was so excited about drafting number one overall and really looks like he's turned a corner and I'm just hoping it, keep, it keeps going that way. Another big game this week to prove it. So, Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, several weeks back, you know, I talked about beating the teams you're not supposed to. That's when you start to look at a team and you say, okay, I think the Indianapolis game was one that teams didn't expect or pundits, experts, fans didn't necessarily expect the Browns to win. They won that one. And now this one, you know, it, it, Baker Mayfield's only been in the NFL for three years. This is a career defining win for him. Clearly the Browns is, is, is my game, my best win of the week as well. I thought the Giants and the Patriots were both in contention, but it's definitely the Browns winning 41-35 at Tennessee. The battle of the eight and the threes lived up to the hype. You know, the Browns were up 38-7 to at halftime. And it should have been 
shoulda, woulda, coulda, but it should have been 42 to 7. DPJ dropped an easy touchdown pass very early on. Maybe a little nerves, whatever. Uh, Bake was slinging the ball around there. Maybe he just didn't expect. Maybe it came in too hot, whatever. I think he was shocked at how wide open he was. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right in the middle of the field in, in the red zone. And no, uh, well, no one close. No, one nah. close. so Bake had four touchdowns and 200 yards passing in the first half. I think one thing that's really important to note, he did have that fumble yesterday, which, you know, you talked about it. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown an interception in 150 pass attempts. That's in bad weather games. That's in good weather games. That's against teams with decent defenses like the Eagles. That's against teams with bad defenses. So, you know, the sample size on that 150 pass attempts is big enough to say, okay, I think he's figured something out. I think he's become a more patient quarterback. I think he's able to read the defenses a little bit better. He's clearly, clearly one of the big knocks on him last year and even at the beginning of this year is that he's a one a one read quarterback. He's clearly not a one read quarterback anymore. He's going through the progression. He's hitting his checkdowns. He's doing a lot of different things. So, you know, the Browns held Derrick Henry to sixty yards. Sixty yards for a guy like him, that's he had fifteen carries. They just took him out of the game really early. Sheldon Richardson made a huge play early on in the game, stripped the ball, and then Derrick Henry really wasn't seen from again after that. And it was funny because he was just kind of sitting over on the sidelines laughing. That's the problem. You know, Tennessee didn't take us seriously, and then we were kicking their ass. They weren't taking us seriously either. So, you know, hopefully Mike Vrabel saw that his team's reaction, and, and clearly they weren't ready for that game. Uh, the Browns were the more physical football team. I talked about it last week. The goal for both of these teams was to put the ball in the quarterback's hands and ended up being in both quarterbacks' hands. Baker Mayfield obviously played very, very well. Ryan Tannehill played played a fairly decent game. He had a pick. He Tannehill was good. Another pick got called back, which I thought was a little bit bullshit on that uh that roughing uh the defenseless receiver call. He should have had two picks in that game. Look, I'm going to take a victory lap on Baker Mayfield. I mean, you said it. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I mean, I, I never wavered. I mean, certainly I moved off of him being a top 10 quarterback like I've had him in uh, our quarterback rankings the last two seasons. Uh, but, you know, I think if you go back to that Madden preview episode, if you go back to the quarterback ranking episode – I talked about how Lamar Jackson, I thought the league was going to figure him out. The league's figured him out. I talked about Carson Wentz not being very good and that the sports media would turn on him this year. And I would remember, I, quote me, I will not be wrong about this. And I'm clearly not wrong about it. And I stood by Baker Mayfield. And it's one game. You know, it's one big game. He's got a lot more big games coming. But if you look at what he's done over the last five or six weeks, he's clearly turned the corner. Now, is he Patrick Mahomes? No. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But can he be Drew Brees? Can he be Russell Wilson? Maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe he can. So, you know, if we come out of this thing with a with a Russell Wilson light or a Drew Brees light, I feel pretty good about that. It's another test this week on Monday night against Baltimore. Nationally televised game. Baltimore's in a dogfight for their lives. They need to beat us to stay in playoff contention. The Browns better not be sitting there reading their press clippings, listening to get up and first take, how everybody's talking about how, how they're good now. You know, I hope that they're ready to play football next week because there is a team that is coming for them. And 
if they aren't ready to play, they're going to get embarrassed on national TV, and then it's going to be right back to what it was early on in the season when they got embarrassed by the Steelers and the Ravens. So that's that's my take there. It's a good win. Be happy. But, you know, remember, you got a team that's coming in that's hungry, and, and they've had your number, and they want to beat your ass. And that's the bottom line. And they need to beat your ass to stay in contention. So I hope the Browns are ready ready to play. But I, the last thing I'm going to say about this, and I tweeted this out today, world, ladies and gentlemen, world, your worst nightmare is about to happen. If the Cleveland Browns get good, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns fan base is going to be insufferable. For 25 years, you've all made fun of us. All of you. Every one of you, it's going to come back, and it's not going to be fun. So just prepare yourselves. Who's your worst loss of the week? Hey, we're insufferable when they're marginally decent. I mean. Yes. <laughs> we're 6 and 10, motherfucker. <laughs> just a real quick note. Uh, I know you said, you know, Russell Wilson at Drew Brees light. Just real, real quick. And these are full season numbers now as, as we've seen Russ kind of go the other way. The drop back EPA is 1.19. 1. 1. Baker's is 0.199. His dropback success rate, 0.164. Baker's is 0.187. CPOE, Baker's at 3.2, and Russ is at 8. And uh, they both have 8.6 air yards. So uh, they're throwing the ball about the same amount. So, you know, that that, uh, Russell Wilson light, you know, you hear that, and it's like, okay, well, that's a little bit lofty because that's a guy that's got, you know, a Super Bowl, um, he's been in MVP races before. He was certainly an MVP frontrunner earlier this season, but we've seen him come back a little bit. So for to see to see those similarities right there, that's just just super encouraging um, as a whole. No matter who you're playing, those are those are full season numbers. That includes the stinkers he's put out there this year, and and of course the his career defining win yesterday, and those games against the Bengals too. Those count too. So uh, moving on, worst loss. Let me ask you a question before you do that. You think that Mahomes is going to win the MVP, or do you think that Rodgers is right now? Gun to your head. Well, looking at it now, like Rodgers is a lot closer than I thought. I think it's I think it's going to be Rodgers. I still think it'll be Mahomes because I just think they're going to win. They're going to win more games. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, and I think that, but but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a, a problem with either guy. Okay, something to keep an eye on. That clo- that race is close. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Looking at the, all QB numbers today was uh, was a fun exercise today, just to get a little bit back into it. And um, yeah, it was a lot closer than I thought. But um, worst loss, uh, let's see here. There's a few to choose from, but I like to keep uh, I like to keep it at this time of the year about the playoffs. And there was two teams that that are playoff bound that played yesterday, <laughs> and one that shouldn't have lost. And it's the Seattle Seahawks. I thought you were going to go Cardinals, so you could. Bang on, bang on Kyler a little bit. They were, they were in that, they were in that. Um, but you know, I think the Rams were favored in that game, and it just, you know, I, I just, I've never really bought into the Cardinals hype. Not full, not never full, full go. So, and I, it looks to me like Kyler's hurt, but um, but they were definitely in the running. But no, I'm going with the Seahawks. You just can't lose that game. They lose to uh, the Giants, and look, the Giants' defense is much improved. They've come a long way, bro. They lost to Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> but they did they lost to uh to colt mccoy who had 105 passing yards so uh i, I and you know we knew that we knew that seattle's defense was bad but um but colt mccoy <laughs> wayne gallman has 135 yards and uh you know the, the giants if they keep going like this they, they might be okay but um 
you know, they got some games coming up that uh, that might look a little bit different here. But uh, yeah, Seattle's loss moves them. I believe they were the division leader. Yeah, they were the division leader going into last night. And with that Rams win, or going into yesterday, I'm sorry, that drops them. Well, they're tied, right? Well, the, it, Los Angeles, or yeah, Los Angeles has the tiebreaker based on head-to-head. So Seattle slips down to the five seed right now. There's still still plenty of time, and they get to play the Rams again. But um, that's pretty important, you know. You want to have that home playoff game. You don't want to be playing uh, playing extra games that you don't need to on the road so that was worst loss for me like I said Russ the last five weeks uh he's accounted for seven touchdowns and nine turnovers in the last five games that they've played so just clearly something's not right you know he he, they're going the wrong way here and uh you know with with Russ and DK and uh and Lockett and those guys that they have I know that their line is not great but 12 points is is unacceptable so that's worst loss of the week for me I think the Chargers and the Cardinals are in contention. Look, the Chargers, bro, to lose 45 nothing at home. And, you know, I talked about last week how Belichick sort of has – he's like 31 – well, now he's 32. He's 32-3 and three against rookie or first-year quarterbacks. Like, it's, it's crazy his record against young quarterbacks. I, I'm not going to go with either of those teams. It's the Seahawks losing 17 to 12 at home against the Giants. For that offense to only put up 12 points, it's bad. You know, I talked about the Giants last week, right? I talked about them kind of. It's seeming like they figured something out. I think they continue to impress. I mean, they're they're certainly not an easy out, and that's a game that I'm looking at on the rest of the Browns' schedule. And I'm like, man, that I was sort of chalking that up as a as a win for sure. That's that's going to be a real game right now. They did it with Colt McCoy. I laughed about it earlier. It makes it either A, more impressive if you're a Giants fan, or B, more sad if you're a Seahawks fan, right, to lose. You talked about he threw 105 yards or whatever. Wayne Gallman, another big day. I talked about him last week as well. That's three weeks in a row where he's really been a factor. And then the ghost to Alfred Morris, right? He scored two touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown and receiving one. So, yeah, I actually had a friend in town this weekend, and he was like, I was in the kitchen or something. I come back. He goes, Alfred Morris just carried the ball. And I'm like, no, he, no, he didn't. He's like, yes, he did. They brought him in when I didn't believe him. I had, I had to look it up, dude. I, I didn't even know. I had no idea that he was even on the roster. Yeah. They brought him in when Barkley went down. Russell Wilson had two turnovers. You know, he had a fumble. He had a pick. He didn't throw a touchdown until late in the fourth quarter. I think there was about six minutes left. The Giants are clearly well coached. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is a team that you really want to see right now. So, Look, I'm not ready to say that they're going to win a playoff game or anything like that, but clearly this is going to be the team that represents the NFC East in the playoffs. So more to come on our playoff predictions later. Week 14, what's the game you're looking forward to the most? Uh, so last week I went with I went with the Browns. I uh, said it was a must win for them to legitimize their record, and uh, they responded. And certainly they're going to be ready again this week. And uh, they get the Ravens on Monday Night Football. And I, this is actually a must win for the Ravens for, for me, you know, that, like you said, that they, they have to win to stay alive, to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think they pretty much have to win out to, to get in They're six, they're six and five, I, 11 and five will, will get them in 10 and six might, but you don't want to take that chance. If you're Baltimore, you know, a lot of guys hurt and on that COVID list, you, we all know the, the stuff, but this is, this will be their third game in 13 days. they get short rest. The Browns are going to get, get an extra day of rest. So this is definitely a must win for the Ravens. That's that's the one I'm looking forward to most. I mean, there's there's a few others. I'm sure you'll touch on them, but uh, 
but that's my must win for the week is, is Ravens. Yeah. I, I think there's some good games this week. Patriots at Rams on Thursday night. I think that's a yeah, good I'm excited. Game. I'm excited for right? that. Yep. Card, Cardinals at Giants. Now, all of a sudden, that's that's a good game. I mean, maybe the Giants beat the Cardinals, right? The Colts at Raiders, I think that's another sneaky good game for teams that are jockeying. Raiders are obviously trying to make the playoffs. The Colts are sort of at this point jockeying for playoff position. Maybe they can find a way to come back and win that division. You talked about the Ravens at the Browns on Monday Night Football. I'm going with the big game of the week. I think there's one big game on the slate. That's the Steelers at the Bills. The Bills have been a team that I've liked all season. I've been up and down with them a little bit, but I've still I've stayed fairly consistent with them. They've only lost to the Titans, Chiefs, and Cardinals, right? And all three of those teams, Cardinals' chances are looking a little iffy right now but all three of those teams could be playoff teams so they've only lost to playoff teams uh and then the you know the cardinals game was a hail mary at the end the hail murray josh allen's cooled off a little bit he's still having a solid season i think he's got 22 touchdowns like eight picks you know it's he's he's having a solid season i don't know how many rushing touchdowns he's got to have high single digits right seven eight nine rushing touchdowns so he's he's accounted for probably almost 30 touchdowns at this point if if not over 30 pittsburgh three of their last four games are Six rushing touchdowns he's okay so he's got 28 touchdowns total just seems like he has more he feels like he runs one in every week it's not like cam. It, it does cam runs in two every week now all of a sudden but <laughs> well, pittsburgh, he can't complete a pass yeah and they don't hand the ball off in the goal line uh pittsburgh three of their last four games are against playoff teams right they got the bills they got the colts they got the browns and then cincinnati is sprinkled in there the, the the Steelers situation is very very interesting to me. That's a team that I want to I'm I'm going to be watching very very closely. I don't think they go into Week 17 against us at 15 and 0. Uh, so which is which is important. How does the loss of of Bud Dupree impact this team? I think that's huge. Him going down last week. He's second on the team in sacks with eight. That's two big losses to their linebacker group with Devin Bush as well. You know, historically, the linebacker group on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is, and that's that's the backbone of their defense. So they can, can they continue? They got the kid, what's uh, Spillane that stepped in for Devin Bush? Did they got another guy on the practice squad or whatever that's going to step in? Well, before in? you go too far, Spillane got hurt tonight. Spillane got hurt tonight. He walked off. He did walk off, okay. but man, he he went down and grabbed the knee. And tell you the truth, the uh, just looking at it right now, the Steelers might not be undefeated by the time this podcast is out. There you go. So it, l- listen, I mean, have they played their best football? I think that's a question. You know, we had Brad Lambert on a couple of weeks ago, huge Steelers fan. You know, he was talking sixteen and zero at that point. Obviously, it's been a few weeks and they've continued to win. Have they played their best football, or do they have another gear? Are they the team that beat the nine and three Cleveland Browns thirty-eight to seven, or are they the team that could tied with Washington seventeen to seventeen? Tied with nine minutes left in the game. Tied with Washington 17-17, barely beat the Cowboys. They barely beat a depleted Ravens squad with RG3 at the helm, you know, last week. Now, look, the COVID stuff with all that, that game kept getting delayed. And I'm not going to put too much weight on that. But that's why I'm interested to see this game. You know, are the Bills going to take a step forward? Are the Steelers going to take a step back? You know, the Bills have that division within reach. Miami's still kind of nipping at their heels. You know Miami's got the fourth best point differential in the NFL? Oh, wow. Yeah. I looked at that today. 
Miami has the fourth best point differential in the NFL, which is crazy to me. So, you know, the Bills got to win games and they got to take steps forward. So I, uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, it looks like uh, definitely the game of the week. Just I just didn't feel like either team really needed to win. I guess the Steelers, if you're if you're really into that sixteen and zero thing, um, which hey, I, I hope they are. I hope they I hope they do everything they can to get to it. So I think that's a must. Must win is so. I think it's a must right. win for Buffalo only because of the message that it sends for them as a football team. You Agreed. know, I'm I'm more about the you know the the optics of it necessarily than than anything. Let's talk about our top three teams. Top three teams after week 13. Who you got? So with the top three here, it's been a while since we've done this. I can't remember who I had in last time, but it's it's different now. I can promise you that. Uh, the first two teams that I have out are um, Green Bay and uh, Tampa. I, I think I know that Tampa Tampa killed them but, um, when they did play, but – I think I still think Green Bay might be better. Their offense is just incredible. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, who's at the top of pretty much every passing category. They got the number two uh, EPA per play offense. The defense is not very physical. That's been a, a label that they've carried for a long time is, is soft. And, you know, but if they're scoring a ton of points, I'm not I'm not sure how much it matters. Um, it's a lot of stress to put on Aaron Rodgers, but he's a guy that we've, you know, we, we know can do it. They have the third best overall PFF grade. And uh, sorry, let me move into the top three now. But, uh, but yeah, those are my two teams that just missed out. At number three, I have uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the number five overall PFF grade. And as far as the EPA measurements here, they are in uh, in that top tier with, with Green Bay and another team that's on my list here. A, a team that's uh, usually – the defense is good. The offense has looked different than it ever has with Pittsburgh – with uh, Ben getting the ball out as – He's, he's holding on to the ball the shortest amount of time. So he's getting the ball out as quick as any, quicker than anybody in the NFL. He has to. And uh, those receivers are able to make plays, you know, all of them. Even Ebron now getting involved here in the past few weeks with, with the passing game. It's a trio of wide receivers that, that, that's tough for anybody. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really about the defense there. Number one EPA per play. Number one in dropback EPA per play. And number eight rushing. So they're just strong. Very good team. Um, I don't believe they're an 11 and 0 quality team they've gotten a little bit of help from this softer schedule but um but that's my number three team number two team is the current nfc number one seed it is the new orleans saints looking a little bit different and the caveat is that it's drew Brees playing quarterback not Taysom hill so that's the caveat that i'm going to use there i just think that peyton's probably you know he's one of the best coaches in the nfc if not the best and once they get drew Brees back you're like everything just feels this week a lot more safe a lot they're more saying they're saying he's probably gonna play this week really so there you go. Number two team is, is New Orleans Saints. I think they will end up getting that bye. And then uh, number one team for me hasn't changed in a while. It's Kansas City. I know they played a tough one last night, but um, you know those those teams like that. It's a divisional game. You're on the road, and and I think it says a lot about the teams to stay engaged and then go ahead and go ahead and win those games because we talked about it. We see teams every single week lose games that they shouldn't. We do a lot worse loss section on here every single show. Just talking about the the Seahawks, you know, that's a team that shouldn't be losing games at home to the Giants no. when you're only scoring 12 points. So it's a testament to them. I know that they had that loss to the Raiders, but, you know, that's that's another problem playoff team and that's another divisional opponent. But there it is. So KC number one, New Orleans number two, Pittsburgh number three. A lot of similarities on your list and mine. 
I think Green Bay and Buffalo are right there at tier two. We'll see what happens next week with Buffalo, right? I mean, yeah, they're right there. The other thing I'm going to say is this, and, and you know me. You know I, I don't overreact to this stuff. I think the Cleveland Browns are very, very, very close. There are only three teams in the NFL right now that have a better record than the Cleveland Browns. That's it. Three. And they're, they're, they're the three teams that I have in my top three. Number three is New Orleans. They have the best record in the NFC at 10-2. and two. They're allowing the fewest yards per game and their third in sacks. And they're top five in points per game. So they're doing it on both sides of the ball. This isn't the New Orleans teams from several years ago or the year that they won the Super Bowl when they had sort of a softer defense, bend but don't break, and they just kind of outscored teams. I mean, this is a team that legitimately can stop teams. So I like New Orleans at number three. I'm going to put Pittsburgh at number two. The only reason I put Pittsburgh ahead of New Orleans is because they're still undefeated. They're still winning. Yeah, winning ugly. Look, you know and I know. We've been watching football long enough. This is a little bit of a cliche, but it's really, really hard to win games in this league. And they continue to do it week in and week out. They're undefeated, so they're getting teams' best effort. They have the best defense in the NFL. They have the best pass rush in the NFL. Now, look, how does how does these injuries start to impact that pass rush? You know, it's, it's a lot different when T.J. Watt has other – vicious pass rushers on the other side does do these injuries start to impact that team a little bit they have the most sacks they have the most turnovers and they have 129 point differential which is the best in the league and then number one look i don't know anybody that would create a list outside of pittsburgh because you know all those mullet wearing uh french fried dipping and mayonnaise clowns would say that pittsburgh's the number one team in the nfl because i see it every week on twitter you know, why is everybody talking about Kansas City? Why aren't they talking about the Steelers? Well, there's a reason. Because Pat Mahomes is the best player in the, in the game. The Kansas City Chiefs are never out of a football game. They've struggled a little bit the last four or five weeks, except for, you know, the first half against Tampa Bay last week. They looked dynamite. But it to me, it feels a little bit like boredom. They just feel a little bored to me. I mean, they've been doing this now for two seasons. Belichick always talked about, and Brady has talked about it in the past, the hardest thing to do is is to repeat. You know, you just, you, you got to keep all 52 guys, 53 guys on that roster engaged week in and week out, and it's hard. Getting, getting up, giving off a little bit of um, the, the 72 and 10 Warriors vibes where they're just trying to come up with different ways to keep themselves engaged. To embarrass teams, right? right. Like, how can we embarrass this team? Ooh, let me do a backflip. You know, it's like there's only six, te- only six teams have given up fewer points per game on defense. So this is another team, right? This is another team like New Orleans who's doing it on both sides of the ball. They have 116-point differential. That's the second best in the league. And I've said this. I don't believe there's any team that's favored over them. There's not. On a neutral field, at home, on the road. I just I don't think right now that that Vegas would favor a team over them. So that's something that you gotta take a look at. So they're my number one team. Yeah, no arguments here. Same three. And I I mean, I don't even have a problem with you putting Pittsburgh ahead of New Orleans. If they beat Buffalo, then they've earned the number two spot, in my opinion. So it's that that's that's the way I sort of looked at it. Let's talk playoff seating. You wanna do a little prediction? You want to go down the list and tell me who you think is going to finish where? Yeah, let's do it. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Let me let me do this. I have I actually have my playoffs, uh, both our predictions from from the preseason. I got the records. I think these teams are going to finish with too. <laughs> Did you, you well, let me you you uh, lay it on me. Okay, 
So why don't we do this? I'll, we'll go AFC, then we'll go NFC. Okay. Cool. That way, that way we're not. I know you like to do a little back and forth. So for the AFC, look, Kansas City, I think is going to finish with the best record. I think they're going to finish at fourteen and two. I think Pittsburgh is going to finish thirteen and three. You read, I mean, especially if they lose tonight, right? That 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 lines up thirteen and three. I think that week seventeen game against the Browns. The only reason, the only way, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the only way the Steelers beat the Browns week seventeen is if they're trying to go undefeated, or if they still have a chance at getting the number one seed. That's it, and I don't think they're going to be in contention for either. So that's why I'm putting that extra loss on there. Okay, and now this is I – th- I think there's one reason that you might be missing, and you're just going to have to hang with me for a minute and hear me out. Mm. You, you, did you predict – did you think I was going to say this? Well, I think that that's what that's, – I think those are the two most um, you know, popular theories on what, the, what, what that game might look like, but I think people are missing one. Browns are 9-3. and three. They play – between now and then, they play Baltimore and both New York teams. Now – I think they can beat Baltimore in, in Baltimore's current state and the way yeah. that this game shapes up. Yeah. Um, I think that they can beat the New York Jets and the New York Giants. What if they're sitting at 12-3 and three and they can't improve from the five seed and they can't drop down to any lower? So we're resting players? Is that... <laughs> Get the fuck out. I'm just saying. No, it's if, just if, funny if, to even have this fucking conversation about the Browns no, resting it, players for the playoffs. It is, and, and I, I thought about that uh it, it's been something that i've been thinking about and i don't think i had the courage to say it until this weekend so like i actually opened my mouth and the words came out browns could be sitting at 12 and 3 right there I and never even with considered no that. with no chance to win the division and no chance to improve now if if the steelers if they have two losses then i don't know how the tiebreaker would go from there cuz we if we would have to split with them so that it might be an afc championship nor uh, afc north championship game you know and there's there's other things though too. I mean, it, you know, if the way it shakes out, if if you decide you'd rather play one team versus the other from from a seeding perspective, what just happened with Washington and Pittsburgh? Uh, it's third and ten, but uh, there's two minutes two minutes left. It's still tied. Washington has the ball just outside the red zone, and um, it's tied with two minutes left. Yeah, third and ten, and uh, Washington's on a seven play forty five yard drive right now. So. Two minutes and 11 seconds left. Pittsburgh just used their second timeout, so they're emptying their timeouts before the warning, before the two-minute warning here. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Washington tries to to go for the first down here, or if they if they're going to play for a field goal. These are my favorite Mike Tomlin in press conferences. This is a bottom line business. Oh, he There's... threw a pass. He threw a pass. It's incomplete. It's fourth and ten. So they'll be kicking. It's they're from the 27. So it's a 37. No, 40, uh, 44. 44. 44-yard field goal. 44. This is a bottom-line business. We're getting bottom-line business, Mike Tomlin. All right, so I got KC1, Pittsburgh 2. I got Buffalo finishing 11-5. and five. And here's my first shocker. I got the Colts winning the NFC – or excuse me, the AFC South with with uh, eleven and, with an 11-5 and five record. I think the Browns finishes the first wild card at 12-4. and four. I think the Dolphins finish at wild card number two at ten and six, and I got the Titans falling falling all the way back to wild card three at nine and seven. The Titans have a tough schedule left. I don't. I don't know. I don't see them winning. I only see them winning one more game. So, what do you, you what do you think about the AFC playoff picture? 
So you said your wild cards were Cleveland, Miami, and Tennessee. Who was the last? Tennessee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have the same – all the teams. You, you think it's pretty much locked up. The teams that are in right now are the teams that are at just the seeding. I do. I, I think it comes – I just – you know, I think the only other team that's really in the mix, really in the mix, is probably the Raiders. Baltimore – you're you're ready to dun chain the vault the, the the Ravens? They can't throw the football. Uh, okay. I mean, I, look, I, I I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I'm just I just think that that team is just that just the way they're run and everything is just too good to you've, you know, the, the, the Raiders the Raiders are going to be in it just because of their schedule. I mean, yes, I they agree. Get the, they get the Colts. That's the win. anything can happen in a Colts game. I think that I think that we know that by now. Uh, and then you get the Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos. The other thing, though, that I want to be, I want to be clear about, I, you've seen how the, some of these players have responded when they've come back from COVID. They're not 100% right away. I mean, Miles Garrett yesterday had a pretty good game, but he was winded. It took Cam. Cam's been – I just – I don't see Lamar Jackson coming back from COVID and, you know, being able to do those different things. So, and a lot of players on that team had COVID. I think we're just getting them at the right time. You know that's a, that's a good point too. Um, you know, it's, it's some lasting effects from this stuff. So, uh, yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. Looking at Buffalo's schedule, they're obviously playing right now. It uh, playing in Arizona versus San Francisco or uh, versus San Francisco. But we got uh, then they get the Steelers, uh, Broncos, Patriots, and Dolphins. So, oh man, I mean, Buffalo's gonna be fine. I think they're gonna end up winning the division. So I agree with you there. So Washington hit the field goal. It's twenty. Yeah. It's twenty seventeen. Yeah, two minutes left, right? So what's the only difference that you're talking about? Basically, the Colts and the Titans, is that is that the only thing? Who who's, who finishes where? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're probably right the way it works. Maybe, maybe the, the Raiders – the I think the Raiders got to win their next four, right, to, to try and make it here. Yeah, so, it's the only way. I'm just going to stick with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, it's going to be Cleveland, Miami, Indy. Um, I but think you, Tennessee is going to keep the, keep the okay. division. Okay. So you think you're you you so you're liking a Browns Titans rematch? I think so. I think so. Okay. And then you, then you get uh, Buffalo and Miami, and then Indy and uh, Kansas City or Pittsburgh. So so okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You think Kansas City's gonna get the one seat, or you think it's gonna be Pittsburgh? Let me just take a look here before I put my. Phone I looked at. I, I mean, I know I, Pittsburgh's schedule is 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 not like ideal. I think you said they played what they still play three or four more teams that are looking. They like the have playoffs. they have Buffalo. They have Cleveland, and they have Indy, I think. Yeah, Indy. Yeah, yeah. And they could lose all three of those games. And if they lose tonight, you know. Then you're talking about an AFC North Championship then game. Then you're talking about an AFC North Championship game week 17, So, which we most definitely would find a way to. And then Kansas City gets the, the Dolphins. You know what? They could just win all those games too, though. You know, I, like I think Kansas City's going to lose one more game. That's it. I think they. Yeah, but I think too. Pittsburgh could just go ahead and win those last four. You know. Okay. They're good enough to do that too. I think they're good enough to be fifteen and one. But if if you're making if you're making me pick right now, um, I am. I I would say Kansas City's going to get the one seed. I like it. Um, I like it when you go when you when you go out on a limb. <laughs> I went out on a limb this offseason and said Pittsburgh was going to win this division uh, before you the did. season. No, you did. I mean, I I, I got to give you that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm I might not be the smartest guy in the room, but I like to put my money with Patrick Mahomes. You want to move in? You want to move to NFC? You got any other thoughts on the AFC? No, I think that looks 
the NFC is much more compelling. So let's move over there. It, it is. And I'll start out. I think Green Bay is going to win the NFC. I think Green Bay is going to finish 13 and 3. I got the Saints 12 and 4. I got, look, I still have faith in the Seahawks. So I have the Seahawks finishing in that third seed at 11 and 5 based on their record. I mean, this is all, this isn't just me throwing numbers. I mean, I, I, I played the schedule game with all these teams. And then I had the Giants obviously finishing last of the division winners at seven and nine. I think they can go seven and nine. So when you get into Washington, wild, just picked them off. Washington just picked them off. So that's they have the, the ball. Game. That's two the minutes. Game. It's two minutes. They're going to have to get a first down. They don't uh, have any, no, they don't have any timeouts. Yeah, but can you just, fucking, guess, yeah, d- yeah. just down it three times and punt it to him. <laughs> don't fuck around. It was a tip ball. Throw um, a pick six or something. A tip ball at the line of scrimmage that they caught it. So good. I like it. So that, that, that changes things a little bit so when you talk so i got green bay at the one seed i got saints 12 and 4 seahawks 11 5 giants 7 9 wild cards i like tampa to go 11 and 5 because they have a very easy schedule so that 11 and 5 is going to be a little bit of smoke and mirrors with that team but it also gives them an opportunity against some softer teams to sort of get right because something's broken there a little bit wild card too i like the rams i like the rams to go 10 and 6 and play uh, the Seahawks in the first round of the playoffs. And then I like the Cardinals somehow, some way to finish in that third wild card spot uh, at nine and seven. So it'll be interesting, right? You'll have you'll have Brady, if it finishes the way I just said, going to the Meadowlands to play the Giants in the first round of the playoffs where he that's a team that he historically struggles with I don't know if you know this but they've beaten him twice in the Super Bowl did you know that I did not know that (laughs) Tom Brady lost Super Bowl it's amazing I know it's amazing to believe it you thought he was nine and all right I thought he was 52 and over. How many Super Bowls have there been? Yeah. I thought he was 55 All of them. <laughs> All of them. So Green Bay, Saints, Seahawks, Giants, Tampa, Rams, Cardinals. I got three teams from the NFC West getting in. So are you – Are you, uh, you're assuming Buffalo wins tonight and knocks pretty much and San Francisco – any chance San Francisco has in your book, right? I am. I You know, Buffalo, for, for as up and down as their season has felt, I, I talked about it. They've – outside of that Hail Mary – and that shit stomping they got from Tennessee, they've been a pretty consistent team all season. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I think they win tonight. All right. So, you, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I think Minnesota might actually might actually make that seven seed over I Arizona. looked at that. I think their schedule is too tough. Well, I think Arizona's is, is – yeah. I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to figure out. I think I think Arizona could lose. They get the Giants uh, at the Giants versus the Eagles versus the Niners at the Rams. I think they could go two and two there. Minnesota gets Tampa, Chicago, New Orleans. God damn. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, that's why I went with the Cardinals and not the Vikings, right? I mean, that's you're doing the same thing that I did. Yeah, you're probably right. I think that the, I think that Minnesota's probably a little bit better, but that's that's just tough. Um, they just started the season too bad, you know. They they the first three, four, five weeks of the season, they just, they're not the team they are right now for for whatever reason. So they they just put themselves, they dug themselves in a hole. I don't know if you remember this, but in the preseason preview, I picked them to go to the NFC Championship game for Christ's sakes. That's not what I. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that you're probably, you're probably right on. Um, you, so you like Green Bay instead of the Saints to, to find a way to win that, that one seed? No, I, I disagree with okay. you there. Okay. I think the Saints will hold on to it. Okay. 
Um, but they, you know, they, they do have a game like once a year where it's just like, wait, they lost to them. Like, and let me, which let me team? See. The Saints. I'm sorry, the Saints. They do, and they have they have one every year, and they I'm trying to pull up right now. Hang on a sec. Yeah, who's left on their schedule? So they're ten and two right now. Uh, yeah. They lost to the Raiders and the Packers in week two and week three, and then they play at the Eagles. They play. They get the Chiefs at home. Who do they play this week? The Eagles. No, the Eagles ain't gonna sneak up on anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, but then, like I said, the Chiefs, uh, the Vikings, who will still be playing for you know a playoff Maybe, spot, yeah. and then they they finish the season with the Panthers. So. Not a ton there outside that Chiefs game. Uh, maybe the Vikings, but uh, and then Green Bay finishes with the other schedule. They're nine. They're so they're game behind, and they finish with they get Detroit, the Lions, the Bears, the Pan, the, the, the at the Lions at home versus the Panthers, the Titans, and the Bears. So yeah, basically, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Saints as the number one seed. Okay. So I got the Saints and the Chiefs getting by, and uh, Washington just kicked we, another field goal. It's twenty three seventeen with with uh, 17 seconds left. I think it's official unless unless Pittsburgh returns the kickoff. We have no more undefeated teams. I'll pour a glass tonight and cheers with the uh, the Dolphins and those guys. Yeah, with uh, Mercury Morris or whatever. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but that's I think I think that's I think that's what the playoffs are looking like. Okay. Let's move on. Let's transition the water cooler challenge. Let's do the Q3 update. What do you got? Where are we at? It is a little bit closer. The little wrinkle that we added last time we updated has helped me out immensely there. So we're taking Cleveland, uh, we're taking the wins from week nine on. I took, uh, I traded in New England, which actually might have been, uh, you know, a little misstep on my part. I should have traded in Philly, but um, so there's a misstep on my part. I left, I left three wins on the field as of right now because I traded New England instead of Philly. Let's just take a second. This is that's a, that provides an interesting snapshot and in how how much seasons can change just yeah. week to week. I mean, we did this. I think was week eight was when we updated it. Uh, after I'm sorry, after week eight, and yep. at that point in the season, I was still like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just going to keep Philly because it looks like they're going to win the division." <laughs> Wrong. Anyway, Wrong. I I added Cleveland. Um, they've got me four wins since week nine. You traded Dallas for Arizona. They've gotten uh, they've gotten you one win. I'm not sure how many games Dallas have won in that span either. But the total score right now is 50 for me to 53 for you. So it's close. Yeah, I was down six last time. Those the Cleveland, Cleveland versus Arizona has been the difference for me to, to, to put a little dent in it. And I was thinking about taking Minnesota, too. And I, I wonder, what's Minnesota done in that in that time span? Because it came down to, oh, no, not Minnesota, Miami. It came down to Miami or Arizona for me. And I think Miami's won since week nine. They've won one, two... They won. They they went three and one in that span. So, you know, just shows you. Go with your go with go with uh, what you're thinking. So, okay. So right now I got a three point lead. For for everybody out there, you know, we'll save that for for the next time we do this because the scoring changes a little bit in the playoffs, right? Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that next time. So let's transition. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad I still got the win, man. But I, you know, I liked having that six point cushion. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm getting a little nervous there. Not, not too nervous. But let's do a few good minutes on college football. Ohio State and Michigan week probably won't happen. I talked about it in the BetOnline.ag read. Ohio State's a 28 point favorite. If that game happens, take Ohio State. Take, take them. Put, put your mortgage on it. Uh, that game. 
Ryan Day is going to want to absolutely crush Michigan. So uh, the newest rumor, heard this today, read this today. You ready for this one? Hit me. The newest rumor is that Michigan's talking extension for Harbaugh. <laughs> I think that's all for recruiting purposes. They're they're trying to. Well, Florio had a report yesterday that he was eyeing the NFL. Well, he is eyeing the NFL because who? If, he's going to be the fucking offensive, the passing game coordinator for the Ravens next year. You know, I, I, he might be the Jets head coach. I don't know. He might be the Jets or the Lions head coach. No, did you knows? hear the hottest the hottest rumor for the Jets job? Your boy Bill Cowher. Da- well, I've heard Dabo too. They're gonna they're gonna maybe try to get Dabo, which I know you would love because you're such please, a Dabo guy. Please, I oh I'm praying that they get oh please. please. Teams haven't even started calling Ryan Day yet either because I'm that's coming. So get ready for that. Ryan Day might be the coach of the Jets next year for all we know. So he's smarter than that. I would hope so. He's got a pretty good situation. I I, I want to talk about one thing. Okay, this rule changing business that's going on with the ACC and potentially with the Big Ten. These leagues have minimum games that you have to participate in, complete, to be eligible for the championships. How comfortable, and I get it, you're an Ohio State fan, and look, you can talk about the reasons why it makes sense, because there are reasons that it makes sense. There's a lot of money involved, blah, 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 blah. How comfortable are you with these leagues changing the rules right now? Oh, I'm fine with it. Um, obviously, even even if it was like, let's just say roles were reversed and it was, you know, Michigan was was six or five and zero, and Ohio State was two and four. I'd still be for it. Right now, just with everything that's going on, um, you know, nothing's nothing's guaranteed. So I I think that those minimums were. I know why they're in place, but it's just like for a season that's already been this nuts and you started behind the eight ball because you waited eight weeks before you played your first game and um, then you wouldn't let teams play outside the conference. I just think that you got to do what's in the best interest of the entire conference. And you said it, it's, it's money. It's money. Ohio State, even still Michigan, but, you know, t- to a lesser extent, there's still a big draw, um, huge fan base. They carry the water for the Big Ten. So getting them into the playoff, no matter who, what, what team it is, is a big deal for the conference. So I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, is that something that's bothering you? I'm totally against it. I would be totally against it if it was Michigan. I, I hand to God, I'm totally against it because I think it opens Pandora's box and it just sets a precedent that it just further perpetuates the perception that this is – amateur professional football it's all about money the student athletes versus athlete students i think it's it's further taking this sport into the place that we've all been trying to pull it back from for a very very long time look give me one thing if these kids got the money these kids don't get the money you know the universities get the money the conferences get the money it's got nothing to do with the kids that are actually playing the sport and that that's always my issue with with college football. Do I watch college football? Yes. Do I like college football? Absolutely. Do I agree with the foundation with which college football is built on? I, I, I'm not more vehemently against anything in my life, probably, <laughs> that that's not a crime, than what college football does to these, these kids. So I, I feel I, I hate it. I want Ohio State to go to the playoff. 
because the way it's shaping up right now, they're going to have to play Alabama and Clemson back-to-back. So I, I want them to go. I told you from the beginning that I wanted them to come back. I wanted Ohio State to have a chance to show who they were. I wanted them to get in the playoffs. So it's got nothing really to do with Ohio State. It's got more to do with the ACC and the Big Ten trying to manipulate the rules that they set. The conference has set these rules to try to jockey themselves and position themselves for more money that's just going to go to these schools, these in, in, in these these fucked up situations. So that's that's my take on it. You you knew that was going to be my take. You you know you knew that's why I was asking. So sure sure, but I I mean just it's like you said. I don't think there's any charade about it. I mean, they've all, they've always been about the money and they hide behind the student athlete thing. And it's just, it's never been about that. Um, it's never been about player interest or safety or, I know. you know, education or anything along those lines. So, you know, I don't really have a problem. I mean, I have a problem with the fact that, that they hide behind that kind of those, those, those things. And, and it's a total farce, but you know, this is how they've operated. It's how they've always operated. And, you know, there was a report this week. Did you see that? That said, uh, the power five conferences should just leave the NCAA. Well, that's going to happen. That, that, that's going to happen hasn't. eventually. I'm surprised it hasn't at this point. Well, this whole thing is what's going to cause it, right? We I talked last week about some of the reforms that they're talking about with scholarships and things like that. One of the other big reforms they're talking about is having one governing body instead of letting the individual conferences govern themselves. So having one sort of commissioner of college football that oversees the whole thing, uh, which it, this is, this is going to drive that the conferences are going to fight it tooth and nail and they can talk about wanting to leave, but if they all leave, then that just puts it in the position to have a, a power five commissioner. You know, it's right. it's not going to change anything. So one way or another, that's that's the direction that it's going to go. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. So games to watch this week, not a lot, not a lot. Number seventeen, North Carolina at number ten, Miami. Eh, you know, not bad. Whatever. Bowl purposes because the ACC championships already set with Clemson and Notre Dame. Game of the week. My number seven, UC Bearcats undefeated at number 24, Tulsa. Got to keep an eye on, on, on UC, on them Cincinnati Cats, because next week we'll, we'll talk about uh, some possible scenarios and how certain teams get in. College basketball started over the weekend, right, or over last week. A lot of games going on. We'll be touching on that in the coming weeks. I talked about NBA training camp starting last week, so we will have our NBA season preview next week. Also, I want to talk about college football playoff scenarios. We're going to dig pretty deep into that. The SEC has some interesting stuff happening with Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida, some scenarios there that could play out. Bearcats, if Clem- what happens with Clemson and Notre Dame in the in the ACC championship? I mean, there there's a scenario right now where there's seven teams. Cincinnati has 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 a much longer putt. There's six teams that are really in play for those four spots. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. You got anything else? You haven't even mentioned the shots, baby. The shot declares undefeated. Are we talking about Coastal Carolina? We are. Yeah. They beat get BYU. They beat get the him, get him get him in there. The mullets versus the Mormons, right? 
That Don't game was awesome. Did you watch? I watched it? a little bit of it. It was. I, watched, I was at. I watched, the, watched bar. the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I put. Um, I I told my buddy I was like we need to put money on the on the on we need to take the points and he was like I think we should just put it on the money line and I'm like no let's take the points the fucking money line was paying like three to one and we DJ to took him DJ took him in the pick. I saw that was cool. He's wearing yeah. his jacket and shit. Yeah, right next. To have the you ever Christmas. have you ever been down there to campus at Coastal Carolina? No, no. Well, Where's it even the, at? Conway. It's 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 like Hilton Head. Mur- no, Mur- right yeah and my buddy owns a bar down there it's like across the street from the campus and it's it's cool little campus and shit but um yeah i mean they party they party pretty good down there of course they know. do it's a beach school man <laughs> wilmington my I, a couple of my friends from here they they all went to wilmington we used to go down there man that ride back from wilmington was always real long buddy <laughs> real yeah, long i'm sure those kids had a fun night I, I'm, I'm sure there was not many uh they're probably uh, still having fun covid protocols that night so lots of covid cases in, in uh where conway. where is conway this this week conway south carolina so don't forget at wc sports pod facebook twitter instagram like follow subscribe we are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms apple podcast google podcast iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher you name it, we are available. And we're also available on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Nine and three Browns, bitch. Somebody suck me. Suck them all, baby. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube